Happy Saturday. Happy weekend, my fellow patriots. We have all in this episode a lot of news that is about Trump or Trump related. So this is all Trump news in this episode. I wanted to wear the hat, but as you can see, I'm playing with a new studio setup and the lighting is not adequate. But I wore it in the very beginning so you know who we are all about uh, on this channel. Okay, folks, so let's talk about what we can expect um, to happen here. First of all, welcome to the show. This is Open Source News, where we bring you the truth. We bring you real news, not once, but generally twice a day. Please like, share, and subscribe. So let's get into the, the news having to do with Trump. Let's start off uh, first with a follow-up on what's happening over in the RNC with Ronna McDaniel winning the RNC chair. I covered this uh, briefly uh, yesterday, but there's more reporting uh, on this, so let's get into it. Let's start off first with this, and that is President Trump congratulating Ronna McDaniel. Congratulations to Ronna McDaniel on her big win as RNC chair. Now we have to stop the Democrats. That is uh, wise things that President Trump has said there. I'm not so sure, though, that Ronna McDaniel is the person that's going to make that happen. She wasn't very strong in 2022 or 28, uh, 2020 or even in 2018 in getting us the red wave that we should have had. There's an obvious reason why we didn't win as many seats as we should have ha uh, had in 2018, 2020, or 2022, and she was not up for the fight. Now, why would President Trump, um, he, 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 in 2016, he's the one who nominated Ron McDaniel, and he really didn't take a position publicly on this RNC race. Uh, Mike Lindell has been doing what Mike Lindell does, and we all know what he's been up to. Uh, we know that Hermit Dillon, who got over 50 votes to, she got about a little bit less than half the votes that Ronna McDaniel uh, got. Uh, she won that Stormy Daniels thing. She even got Stormy Daniels to have to pay damages to President Trump. So she was doing a good job, but he didn't come out for her or for Mike Lindell. He's kind of quiet. And I don't know, some people say this is Trump's ego, We're trying to be fair here, but uh, he didn't uh, He didn't come out against Ronald McDaniel, so a lot of people just thought that he was for her. And why is that? Well, these are there's some pretty interesting claims that were being made uh, by Ronald McDaniel going into this, which now that we have President Trump congratulating her, I think uh, it merits looking into. So what we have here is Ronna McDaniel, uh, when she won her election uh, to stay party chair, remember this is the fourth time uh, her being nominated by President Trump uh, back in 2016, but she told the party that she was going to be the one to keep Trump on board if he didn't win the 2024 nomination for the 
Republican Party, she would be the one to keep him on board. Very interesting. Now, I've uh, maintained uh, for quite a while here uh, on this show that the ultimate goal of the rhino Republicans, the establishment, these treasonous traitors, rat bastards, is to do everything possible from the deep state and the Democrats and all those to make sure that President Trump can't even can't even be on the ticket to run in 2024. That's what the second impeachment hoax was about. That is what the January 6th is about. Uh, that is what the Democrats' sole mission is. And they know they can't beat President Trump in 2024. They have no viable candidates. We said the same thing in 2020, but we know how that went down and why and how that all occurred. It seems like they're not confident that they can do that kind of win again in 2024, which is interesting because it seems like they got their way again in 2022. Well, that being said, they've got to stop Trump. And their partners in this are, believe it or not, the Republicans. And as I've been saying on this show, it looks like they're going to try to keep President Trump off of the, uh, from getting the nomination in the Republican Party. And Ronald McDaniel, interestingly enough, is saying that if that happens, she's got a plan for it. Very, very interesting. Bitter RNC chair race roiled by questions of Trump loyalty. The current chairwoman, and this was published uh, last week, so before the actual um, before the actual 168 members of the RNC voting, the current chairwoman, Ron McDaniel, argues, argues she is best positioned to prevent Donald Trump from forming a third party if he fails to win the 2024 nomination. Now, this has been reported by the Washington Post. Republican chairwoman Ron McDaniel has argued in recent weeks that she is best positioned to prevent former President Donald Trump from forming a third party if he fails to win the 2024 GOP presidential nomination next year. Now, why would President Trump even lose that? It's his to lose. It's his to win. Uh, no one, no one's even coming close, which just once again goes back to my idea that it's their job, the deep state on the Republican side to try to make it so that President Trump doesn't get the nomination. That is their goal. That is what they are trying to do. So how is President Trump doing really? Well, why don't we look at that? We've got Breitbart reporting the following. Trump boasts high favorability among Republicans and GOP-leaning independents. Trump is enjoying a high favorability rating, uh, according to a Marquet Law School poll survey released this week. The survey examined Republican sentiments on a handful of high-profile figures, including Trump. Now, this is where we want to see. This is where it gets interesting. According to the data, 70% of Republicans and Republican-leading independents have a favorable view of Trump, while 28% have an unfavorable view. Just 2% say they haven't heard enough to form an opinion. By comparison, Mike Pence saw a 53% favorable, favorable rating. Now, of course, this is one poll, and we don't put all our stake in, in, in any individual poll, but it is interesting, every poll that I've uh, been reporting on, uh, quite honestly, shows that Mike Pence is getting more popular 
among Republicans. Now, the core base of Trump supporters, including yours truly, uh, do not trust Mike Pence. And if you are on the cusp of Mike Pence or not, like I said, this is an all Donald Trump news episode and a few reporting things that are tangential but have to do with Trump or Trump-related. And we'll get into Mike Pence a little bit later on in this episode. But it's interesting to me that he is surging. Of course, he is the guy. He didn't let down the deep state. He didn't let the deep state down a couple years ago. So they're counting on him perhaps to siphon off some of those Trump supporters that think that maybe Mike Pence will be trump light, still push some of the great Trump policies, just not be Trump about it, if you know what I mean. But like my wife says, the, the reason why we like Trump is because he is Trump about it. He is a bulldog. He is a junkyard dog. He is rough and tough and not a politician. And that's what we want. We've been screwed over by politicians, George W. and Obama and Biden most recently. Now, also in the mix were Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. As I've reported, Brian Kemp has offices and his trying to campaign in some of those early primary states, uh, trying to see how things go. But what uh, Greg Abbott and Georgia Governor Brian Kemp having going against them, more so Brian Kemp than Greg Abbott, is they lack name recognition. Something that is not plaguing at all Ron DeSantis, who is very recognizable and is number two, depending on the poll, but he has about half of the support of Trump. So DeSantis is somewhere around 29, 25 to 29% of likely Republican voters. I would say from reading these polls, several polls every week, and President Trump is 50 to 60%. So uh, that kind of puts it in perspective on how well uh, President Trump is doing with the uh, with the base. And we'll see what happens when primary time comes around. It'll be a very interesting thing to see for sure. Okay. Uh, now is the time where we pay the bills. Now, this is not a, uh, this is not a sponsored show, folks. Uh, but... If I didn't tell you already, I uh, want to welcome you to Open Source News. Uh, here at uh, Open Source News, what I do is I bring you real news every day. And I just ask that you like, share, and subscribe. Most of you are already subscribers. Uh, YouTube does not push our content out to people who are not subscribed. We're hoping to change that with some things that we're doing in the background uh, having brought in some tech and some uh, analytics, uh, additional tech and analytics and consulting uh, to see if we can't break the algorithm and be exposed to more people. So we appreciate the, those of you who are here, but just like the video, share and put your comment down below. Your interaction with this video really helps us with the YouTube algorithm. Uh, don't forget, uh, oh, by the way, if you don't know, the channel's called Black Sort of Patriot aka bcp bcp aka also known as bcp it is me yours truly but you can call me james that's what my friends and family call me and i consider all of those in the bc community to be both we have a sister channel here on youtube uh called uh the bcp report uh please check that out uh what the bcp report is folks it is the reporting of news 
without all the commentary. And that's done by my eldest daughter, BCP Juniorette. She just brings you the news without all of the commentary like I do. Just goes bam, bam, bam through the news stories so you have uh, the information uh, in front of you. And then, of course, we have our off-platform show, uh, which easiest way to find it is going over to therealbcp.com. But uh, let me just show you really quick. This, Like I told you, this is how we pay the bills. We are not sponsored, but I am pushing our other ways that you can see our program and the other places we can be found. Uh, one of the other places that we can be found is on, like I said, therealbcp.com. Let me show that to you really quick. Um, so you go over here to therealbcp.com. You join our community for free. And we have exclusive and non-exclusive content uh, over there. Um, you can also uh, find us at bcpextras.com, which will take you to our Patreon, uh, where you can see uh, all of our episodes. Uh, and then, interestingly enough, we are on Spotify. Now, Spotify is very interesting because on Spotify, we have both this show, Open Source News, and BCP Unfiltered. So you can watch both our YouTube videos and our BCP Unfiltered videos on Spotify. Spotify has the ability for you to watch it in video or listen to it as a podcast. And then we're, as far as our podcast is concerned, uh, we're also on Apple Podcast. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Audible. You can catch our podcast there. And now we are also on iHeartRadio. So, okay. So now you know all the places that you can find our podcast and our show. Uh, please support us by going over there and checking out uh, what we are doing. All right, so I want to ask you, do you feel like uh, more Trump news? Well, I'm going to give it to you. And this is what we've got here, folks. President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago was raided, right? It was raided because even though he was president and he can declassify, there were some documents they found there. He was cooperating with the National Archives, but they still raided his home. Well, of course, that got complicated by the media, who was all in arms and foaming at the mouth and uh, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth over President Trump having... Uh, classified and even top secret documents, the whole FBI raid planning stuff, staging uh, the evidence and what have you. But then Joe Biden is being thrown under the bus by the deep state. I mean, the DOJ and Biden, even though they were raided President Trump, they were trying to be buddy-buddy and quiet, quiet, hush-hush with all of the documents from Biden. And of course, it's because it's not so much the big story, folks, again, is not that the there's d these documents at the UPenn Biden Center in his home in Wilmington in the garage, maybe in Rehoboth Beach. We don't know yet. That's his other Delaware home. But the real scandal is that Hunter and others were selling access to that top secret information to make money. It's treason of the highest order. That's what they're really trying to hide. And they're going to throw Biden under the bus, have him resign so they can have um, Miss Harris come in to support him. Now, of course, this, uh, this, this makes it tough for the mainstream media who have been going after President Trump. And now we have the New York Times arguing, 
oh, there's problem with the overclassification of documents. I've heard this from several pundits over the last uh, couple weeks, but pretty much everything is fine unless, of course, it involves President Trump. So let's look at this ridiculous, uh, this ridiculousness from the New York Times, who is saying, too many top secrets. The U.S. government classifies tens of billions of documents a year. Experts say the practice is excessive. So now it's, a, it's excessive because Biden got caught up and Pence got caught up, but it wasn't excessive uh, over late summer when President Trump was raided. Herman Lopez. Classified documents keep turning up in the homes of former presidents and vice presidents. First law enforcement found hundreds of them in Donald Trump's home. President Biden's aides recently gave back classified documents that were found in his office and home, dating to his time as vice president and senator. Of course, no comment on why the hell, as a senator, he would he would have classified documents in his home. And of course, same thing as vice president. Remember, Donald Trump was the president of the United States when he had those documents, and he had a skiff at Mar-a-Lago. No skiff at the UPenn Biden Center because that happened after he was no longer in office. After all these discoveries, the National Archives asked former presidents and vice presidents yesterday to look through their personal records for any documents that should not be there. The three cases have important differences. And of course, you're going to be keep hearing these differences, right? Because Trump wasn't cooperating, but Pence and Biden are, so they get a free pass, which is a lie, of course, because President Trump was cooperating, but they still raided him anyway. Don't fall for that false narrative that President Trump wasn't cooperating. It's fake news. The three cases have important differences. Notably, Trump resisted efforts to retrieve the documents while Biden and Pence returned them voluntarily. But they have all praised the public's awareness of what has long been, sorry, they have all raised the public's awareness, not praised. What a different, uh, the letter, one letter can make, right? But they have all raised the public's awareness of what has long been a government phenomenon. Current and former officials at all levels discover and turn over classified documents several times a year. Oh, so now it's totally common practice. uh, Nothing to see here. It's totally normal, folks. It's totally normal for this to happen. Uh, It's just that, uh, you know, they didn't say anything about it when Trump was doing it. But all of a sudden, uh, they've got religion and everything uh, is okay. Isn't it funny how it works out that way? Isn't it funny? So that's what we have there. That's what we have there. Okay, now we've got Mike Pence and the controlled opposition over at Fox News saying, everything's okay. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Pence saying, hey, mistakes were made, but I'm going to take full responsibility, which of course gives more fodder and ammunition for those who oppose Trump and his handling of classified documents. So let's check in with Fox News, why don't we? Here we have Breitbart reporting on it. Pence, mistakes were made handling classified records. I take full responsibility. News alert, Alan. First on Fox, 
Former Vice President Mike Pence speaking to Fox News about the classified documents that were found in his home in Indiana. Our senior national correspondent Rich Ensign spoke to Pence. He's live in Miami with him. And Rich, what did he say? Well, you can see the headline, what he said, folks. But uh, got to give it up to Fox News and Paul Ryan to make sure that the narrative can be spun that Trump is bad, but Mike Pence and Biden are A-OK. Even though they were vice presidents that should not have had any classified information at all. Night, good afternoon, John. This is the first time he's spoken since this news broke. He said that he takes full responsibility, will cooperate with the investigation, though he refused to comment on whether his situation was like President Biden or former President Trump's. He did say, though, uh, that uh, he will work on any investigation, though I asked him if he thinks that the Department of Justice should get involved. Here's what he said. Once again, the idea is falsely that President Trump was not cooperating and that Biden and Pence are. That is the narrative that is being sold to the American public and the world right now. You think that there have been special counsels uh, appointed by the Department of Justice in the two other cases? Would, do you think there should be one in your case as well? I, I would leave that decision uh, to the Attorney General and the Department of Justice. And again, I... Uh, you know, you know, because Merrick Garland and the DOJ, who were trying to keep the entire Biden scandal on the down low and all hush-hush, where they're very trustworthy, right? That That's what is being said, essentially, by Pence here. I trust the DOJ. Uh, this was an unfortunate uh, development. And I, I think... Unfortunate for who? Not for Biden. Not for Biden. It's uh, important uh, that our office simply uh, cooperate fully. Uh, in any investigation by either the Department of Justice, the Archives, or the Congress of the United States, and we're determined. Congress, National Archives, or the Department of Justice, FBI. He's cooperating fully, folks. That is why Fox is reporting on this. And they'll make that very clear here in just a moment, just in case you didn't catch that. He also talked a lot about his history in Congress and having dealt with classified documents then. So I asked him if this had happened before. And here's what he had to say to that. I remain very confident uh, that uh, during my time in the Congress of the United States, uh, uh, we were very careful and very cautious. And as we were during my time as vice president. Uh, but Very cautious. We're very cautious. Biden, as a senator, apparently wasn't as cautious. So this is Fox News representing the rhino establishment Republicans in the false dichotomy uh, against the Democrats. But again, bottom line here is, folks, is Paul Ryan and Fox News, anything they can do to pump up Mike Pence or anybody else who is going to oppose or is currently opposing or about to oppose Donald John Trump in the 2024 Republican Party primaries for the presidential race of 2024. During the closing days of the administration when materials were boxed and assembled, some of which were shipped to our personal residence, mistakes were made. We were not aware of it at the time until we did the review just a few short weeks ago. And that's the excuse that Biden is going to have, but he'll still resign most likely from this. It'll be a nice easy out for him. And then we can see 
the Ford Nixon thing where Harris will come in and just pardon anything that Joe Biden did because, you know, it was just his staff who boxed up stuff that went to UPenn and his home and his garage. Even though, as I reported previously, there was another place they went to before they went to UPenn. So it was by design. It was on purpose that it went there. But this is how this thing, this how, is this how this little Fox segment ends. Pay attention. But uh, I take full responsibility for it. and uh... He takes full responsibility for it, which, of course, they're going to Trump isn't because it was planted and other people made the mistake. Or he's not guilty of anything and or he's not guilty of anything. We're going to continue to support uh, every appropriate inquiry into it. He says he's still considering running for president. We talked about a few other things. We're also here in Florida where Governor Ron DeSantis won by nearly 20 percentage points his reelection race. I asked him if there's anything special, if this is a model for Republicans running nationwide. He only would mention that all Republican governors nationwide are doing a good job. So you, I'm telling you, folks, see, Fox News there. Got to get Pence in. and got, Of course, their job is to report the news. Don't get me wrong. But it's very favorable coverage of Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis. And as you can see here, another dig at President Trump and their TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, goes on full display right here. John, back to you. All right, Rich, thank you. Definitely a difference there. The former vice president saying, I take full responsibility. Something different than President Biden has said. Rich, thank you. Something different that uh, Biden has said. And of course, also very different from what President Trump has said. And President Trump has said clearly, hey, I declassified these things. I was president. There's nothing to see here. Uh, Nothing to see here. I'm not really guilty of anything. So that's what you have there. Okay, folks, what are we facing right now? Well, some are saying that we are facing a 2023 doomsday scenario. That's right, folks. Some are saying that we are facing a doom days scenario. And here we go. The Pentagon won't rule out F-16s for Ukraine. We're not going to take anything off the table, they say. Which, of course, we gave them Abrams tanks. And now with air superiority, we are... I mean, how can you not say that we are not gearing up for war against China when we are giving the actual arms and training, and support against Putin and Russia. The Biden administration would not rule out sending F-16s to Ukraine after it announced it was sending 31 Abrams M1A2 tanks. Joe Biden announced the sending of tanks. An advisor to Ukraine's defense minister told Reuters that the country will not push for F-16s. The next big hurdle will now be... Sorry. Yeah, will not push for F-16s. The next hurdle will now be the fighter jets. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh, when press repeatedly had a briefing on Thursday, would not rule out selling the fourth-generation fighter jets. We haven't announced other packages yet, she said. She added later that operating the F-16 would require training, but again refused to rule them out. Well, so do the Abrams tanks, right? But we've got Ukrainian troops right now on U.S. soil getting trained. And of course, we have people in the ground, whether they're admitting to it or not, over in the Ukraine as well. This is a capability that would require training. It would require more people to come off the battlefield to learn a new and extremely and entirely new system. And again, the Ukrainians have proven that they can learn complicated, complex, challenging systems. 
So she says that it doesn't work without training, but the Ukrainians have showed that they can adapt to this training. It is more in terms of like the Abrams. It is more of the sustainment, the maintenance when it's on the battlefield. With the F-16s, again, another challenging system that would require training. But yet we did it with the Abrams tanks. So why would they not be able to do it with the F-16s? Well, the point is they would be able to do it for, with the F-16s. So we can probably expect some more warmongering from these folks uh, in the near future. But there you go, folks. How about this? We got tanks, maybe planes, and Russia has issued an urgent nuclear war warning. And the doomsday clock has moved ever closer to midnight. So interesting. I don't know if you guys are comic book fans or movie fans or are familiar with the, um, with the comic book, the graphic novel, The Watchmen. The whole thing is about... Nixon being president forever and the doomsday clock. And that was pure fiction to me when I, because it was when I, when I read that, I was a teenager and no longer, it, it was after the fall of the Berlin Wall, which is very emotional when I went and visited the Berlin Wall a few months ago. But here we are back again, just like the warmongers want it. They want us uh, in these situations yet again. And here we are. So let me go over to this uh, this. Sun article, uh, very, very interesting uh, what's going on here. Ticking time bomb. Russia issues urgent nuclear war warning after doomsday clock moves closest ever to midnight. The Kremlin issued a chilling threat of nuclear war after scientists said humanity is closer than ever to Armageddon. Vladimir Putin's spokesman warned of appropriate measures following the decision to reset the doomsday clock at 90 seconds to midnight. That was reported about a few days ago, three or four days ago. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists cited Moscow's thinly veiled threats to use nuclear weapons and the reasons for moving the symbolic clock forward by 10 seconds. It means the world-renowned experts judge the end of the world is closer than at any time in recent history. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. Thank you, the neocons and the neolibs and these treasonous, traitorous rat bastards. And of course, the military industrial complex which loves war, loves mayhem, loves destruction, loves death, and loves making money off of all of that when it comes to war. But guess who kept us away from all of that? Guess who was pushing for peace? If not the one and only Donald John Trump. The only guy right now this is Bearded Trump, by the way. Were you aware that there was a petition? It didn't go anywhere uh, on change.org to bring back the presidential beard when President Trump was uh, president. Uh, anyway, I Googled uh, images of badass Trump and this one came up and I liked it. So that's why I'm putting it here. But Trump was so bad A that he didn't want to get us into war. And even though he's not currently in the Oval Office, he still doesn't. I want to start with Liz Harrington. Chief communication strategist for uh, President Trump. Liz, thank you. I, I have you on here to talk about tomorrow, and you gave a brilliant interview with John Solomon talking about President Trump's a solution for Ukraine. The thing's going to lay out tomorrow in New Hampshire. Now, as I'm recording this on Saturday, it's about the same time, more or less, that President Trump is doing the New Hampshire talk. So we'll cover that in a subsequent episode. But what 
Liz Harrington says here about what President Trump would do and how he would handle the Ukraine situation if he were currently in the Oval Office is in stark contrast, not just to Joe Biden, but to the bloodthirsty warmongers on both sides of the aisle. Liz, let's pivot uh, to tomorrow. It's kind of the kickoff uh, events. They're very different. than they're, they're, You guys are going to wait on the big rallies to, to sometime in the future. I, I want to make sure just our audience here, you, had, you were very perceptive on the John Solomon Show here on Real America's Voice, talking about President Trump's thoughts about Ukraine and what needs to be done. Could you, and you said that this is going to be a major part of his speech tomorrow, ma'am. This is a major issue right now. And President Donald J. Trump is the only person in either party saying, let's put the brakes on this. Let's not escalate to nuclear weapons after tanks. Amazingly, President Trump is in a minority and small company on either side of the aisle in either party that's saying, hey, hold up on this. As we can see, right before the new Congress was sat, the Senate was so happy, uh, along with, of course, the Democrats, before they sat the new Republican majority in January, late last year, Everyone was on board to give all this funding to Ukraine, all this funding to Ukraine on both sides of the aisle. You have Lindsey Graham foaming at the mouth and showing his bloodthirstiness, wanting to get Putin out. And you have others, uh, Crenshaw and and the House. You have a whole bunch of people on both sides of the aisle, the Uniparty, neolibs and neocons locking arms in arms and going, we're going to war, we're going to war, not caring about the those who actually have to fight in these skirmishes because the elites don't send their children to war and not caring about the fact that we are now closer to the doomsday clock because of the actions of Joe Biden and the bloodthirsty neolibs, neocons, warmongers, and the military-industrial complex. And President Trump's like saying, hold on, Why do we want to do this? And once again, I bring it up all the time. Very important fact. Ukraine is not a NATO country. And even though I have my thoughts about NATO, we have no commitment to Ukraine. He's leading on this because we can't. He's the only person who actually doesn't support endless wars. And we saw that in his first term. The first time in generations we didn't get into new overseas entanglement. He was actually ending wars. And so I think he's going to focus on this because it's a huge issue what uh, is facing our country and the world. But also, if there's a vacuum in the Republican Party as well, but leadership in general, that are speaking for the people on this. They don't want to escalate this. They want to worry about our border. They want to secure our peace and prosperity here at home first. Please note that the audio has to do with a bad connection on the phone, apparently, of Trump spokeswoman Liz Harrington and her conversation with Steve Bannon on yesterday's War Room. That's not on our end. But she's right. Uh, President Trump will speak to this today because it's important. But what people want are not endless wars. They want peace and prosperity and they want to focus on domestic issues. What did President Trump uh, label that? 
Oh yeah, America first, MAGA, and boy, are we all on board for that. Once again, Trump, oh, you can't see, it's 2024. They put the stitching in red over red. That wasn't very smart, but this was a gift from someone when I was in either Idaho or Wyoming. One of the fans of the show gave it to me. Let's wrap up this episode with the last words from Liz Harrington. And that's what this is all about. It's America first, laying out that agenda. And so I think he's going to go all of these issues and show how he is one person so unique who's already done it once, but can, for the new challenges we face right now today, exactly what the prescription will be for a great, strong America. President Trump has done it before gotten us out of wars and no uh, conflicts and fixed all kinds of things, even with all the animus and opposition from both the Democrats, the deep state, and his own party. The people, we, the people, have his back. MAGA, America first, can't wait till the second term of Donald John Trump, bar none, the best president in my lifetime. We will have coverage of New Hampshire and other things that President Trump has said in our Continuing coverage over the weekend. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Uh, Once again, uh, don't forget that we bring you the news here at Open Source News. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, I am your host, James. I'll be back. Check all the links down below so you can go to our other programs as well. We don't take on sponsors or uh, brand deals. The only brand that we want to promote is the Constitution and our other programs. If you want to support us, please do so uh, at the links down below by checking out our other show, BCP Unfiltered.